Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I remember strongly thinking like, what am I going to do once I turn 18? Like, will I even reach 18? I remember for me, it almost felt like I was being suffocated at some Mm. points. But you guys could have done something, but you didn't us essentially abandoning you yeah yeah like that's what it felt like right that's what i'm hearing is that it felt like we had abandoned you yeah i can't be living like this like i can't be just a duplicate of my siblings i can't be a replica hello and welcome to the two my sisters podcast i'm renee i'm yasmino i'm shamira and we are your online sisters and hosts of the two my sisters podcast now we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world And in today's episode, it is a very special episode because I am joined by my two little twin sisters. You guys are already giving me evil (laughs) eyes because they're like, we are not little, we are old. In fact, it was actually very recently their birthday. How old are you guys? We're 20. We're 20. Now you're getting old, old. It's giving grandma and grandma (laughs) junior. It's It's giving a lot. But anyways... I thought that it would be lovely to bring on my two little sisters to talk everything about our relationships, being the youngest siblings, I suppose, um, and just our family dynamic, as well as some of the learnings that we have taken away over the years as we have become besties, wouldn't you think? (laughs) (laughs) Besties is a bit of a stretch, but... I thought, personally, I thought that you you guys were my besties, but it's okay, it's fine. You are. You are. No, it's okay. I can tell you're saying it under duress. It's right. <laughs> well, at least you know. <laughs> it's all right. I can tell that it's, it's under duress. But yeah, without further ado, I think the first thing that I actually wanted to hear from you guys is what or rather how would you describe your relationship with me as the eldest daughter? And for context, we actually, so in terms of our family dynamic, I've grown up with my two younger sisters, but we also have an older brother, shout out to Brian. And we grew up as a foursome over the years. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, I would love to hear, how would you describe your relationship with me? And I'll start with Yasmina, who is the eldest by how many minutes? Two minutes. She's the eldest. (laughs) So she was born... Two minutes. The doctor pulled her out <laughs> and then Shamira said, I'm coming. I said, I'm here. She said, <laughs> she didn't even give me time to shine. Not really. even a little bit. <laughs> she said, <laughs> wow. she said she's opened the way, the truth and the light. Okay, go for it. So I would say that our relationship has been very fun, mm-hmm. very unique. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Renee can be very annoying. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh. Oh, okay. I love her though. Do you tell? Oh, do you tell? How, how am I annoying? <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> expose. I know. Right? <laughs> she is, I don't, how do I explain? She's just very, she basically, she knows literally everything about me. And there's, <laughs> I didn't know there was a crime to me to know what my she sister's knows, like. She knows like literally everything and I can't get away with anything without her knowing. Without her not knowing. Okay, okay. So it's not necessarily that I'm annoying. You're more so annoyed because yes. I know everything about yes. you. <laughs> um, I would say the same thing as Yasmina. I would say that our relationship has been unique, but I'd also say that our relationship has been quite chaotic because I think I have gotten the uh, short end of the stick sometimes. Oh, really? <laughs> How so? In terms of that, I think a lot of people think that we're really similar. Mm. And I think that has been a good thing and a, a little bit of a bad thing sometimes, but that's mainly how I, I characterize our relationship. Mm. I love that. I love that. And I guess a follow up to that actually is I would love to start with talking about our earliest memories <laughs> <laughs> with each other as, as sisters, because I think that there were so many different dynamics that fed into how we saw each other, how we engage with each other. And I think what's really interesting about our relationship is the fact that there's three of us, right? Like, mm. There's the dynamic that you both have as twin sisters and simultaneously the youngest. Then you have the dynamic with me, your eldest sister, but then you also have the dynamic with our older brother as well. Yeah. 
So I'd love to hear like some of your earliest memories. I can actually kick off and talk okay. about some of the earliest memories that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, I think for me, when I was growing up, um, I remember when I was younger, when it was just me and Brian first before you two decided to come along, right? Initially, we thought it was actually going to be one baby. And then I remember <laughs> our mother just saying, oh, actually, there's going to be two of them. Two times two. And I had been relegated to eldest daughter and also protector and, you know, mother number two, you know, in chief. So I think that was actually a really interesting time for me. I distinctly remember because when my mother was giving birth to these two hoodlums, um, (laughs) there were definitely some complications there. And I just remember like you guys coming home. I think I was like six or seven at the time. You guys coming home and it being such a wonderful and brilliant thing having two not one but two younger (laughs) sisters even though you two decided to become a handful I think what's really interesting about twins and you guys have actually like inspired me not to have twins is no 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 what what was actually interesting is the fact that when one of you was crying the other was quiet it was almost (laughs) like when the other one stopped crying Mm. The other one started crying so it's almost like you guys were in sync in terms of how you would terrorize us at home adorable adorable at 4 a.m no no that was entirely (laughs) too much and i do remember that we had some really positive memories yeah really funny memories i think one of my like funniest memories was i remember i was taking care of you guys i think our parents were out and i thought that i was a big lady big woman you know even i think you know which one i'm gonna (laughs) story i'm telling i thought i was a big lady i thought i was that that babe um i was there trying on my (laughs) mom's yeah i was trying on mom's heels (laughs) I and I tried to her. walk yeah I tried to walk up the stairs wearing our mother's heels this is like the first time that I was wearing high-heeled shoes my sisters are looking at me like we can't even speak right now but what you're doing right now is, is you need to stop that so I remember walking up the stairs and I think I fell yes. coming down yes. and it was one of the falls where it's like <laughs> the two of my legs were up so I'm coming down the stairs the two of my legs, it was almost like, yeah. you know when someone pulls the rug from <laughs> Exactly. That, That's yeah. the kind of fall that I did. And I remember hanging onto the stairs, <laughs> hoping that this would stop me from falling. And that was but the stair, you. Right. The stair, like, leg frame thing broke. So I now took, <laughs> I now took this stair leg with me. The shoe has fallen off. I'm just sliding down and I hit the bottom. My sisters look up at me and like, is this the person that our parents have left? <laughs> I had never ran out. To protect us. Out the same like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think that very much characterizes our relationship <laughs> in a number of different ways in that I think for me as like eldest daughter, I've seen myself as almost a protector of mm, sorts mm. and the person that's leading the way or leading the example or trying to be that person that's in the front for better or for worse. It's landed me in some very <laughs> terrible situations <laughs> like so. Um, but I just remember that memory because it speaks to some of the words that you guys to used to describe our relationship, yeah. which mm. was unique, annoying, chaotic, chaotic <laughs> um, but also very, very positive. So yeah. that's a memory that I can I can remember that really characterizes our relationship. But I'd love to hear from you guys. What is a memory that you can think of that really speaks to our relationship growing up, especially in reference to moi? Would you like to go first? Okay, this was like a kind of a cool memory of mine, but yeah. I remember you going to prom and I think I was like significantly younger and I would be chasing her with the camera saying, it's paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> it's paparazzi, it's paparazzi. And she would literally tell me like, get out of her face. Like, you gotta go, go now. And I just remember following you. You had to be there. We were holding like the iPad. Like, it wasn't even a proper camera. It was the iPad camera and saying yeah. like, Renee, oh my God, it's paparazzi, it's paparazzi. <laughs> and yeah, that's just been a cool, like a cool moment and Not cool memory. Paparazzi. You were annoying, you know. I was stressed as well because yeah, I was, was late. <laughs> I was late to prom. Was you were just late. here like, oh, I want to do some paparazzi. And I was banging on the, banging on the car oh, door <laughs> and I had pigtails and everything. I was like, paparazzi, really? Oh my God, open up, celeb. And I was angry. I was pissed. So imagine I'm here, I'm late to prom. Like, I just need to get all my things together. My sister, little sisters, they're tapping on the window of my car that's going, paparazzi, I want to take a photo. Not so scary. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, as well about you? Okay, so when we were younger, they used to play with us a lot. So there was this one day that we decided to play this game. It was called Cassie. <laughs> I knew you were going to say no, that. No, that's so embarrassing. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was... 
It was called Cassie the Bird, okay? So we had Cassie a, the Owl. Oh, yes. The, the Owl. Yeah, the owl. Yeah. Cassie the Owl. So we had a bunk bed and then we took all <laughs> our sheets and just made it into like a little fort. And <laughs> so basically, we were the little birds that Renee, our mother, was protecting. <laughs> protecting us. Protected us from the big bear who how was got, our brother. How you got air my dirty laundry like this, man? <laughs> yeah, go she ahead. was protecting us go from ahead. our brother who was the big bear, but he had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> he literally did not know. And so Renee would be outside the fort, literally running around like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just be in there. She would get us food and we would just play like that. It was it was very fun, actually. I loved oh, it. I love that. I love that. I knew you were going to bring up that memory. I, <laughs> I knew, knew you were going to say that. One of you would bring up that memory. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's beautiful, guys. Wonderful, excellent, and lovely. And one thing I actually wanted to talk about, I guess, was on the flip side of that, right? Mm. Because for all of the really positive experiences and moments that we've had as sisters, there's also been challenging moments and it might not necessarily be a moment. Yeah. Um, it might be <clears throat> like something that characterizes our relationship, but I would love to hear what are some things that you found challenging about being my sister? Jazz, do you want to start? Okay, so in school, Renee was quite an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way that you started that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Alcoholics <laughs> Anonymous or some kind of big brother confessional or something. Renee was an overachiever and she still is, she still is. So we ended up going to the same secondary school as her. Everybody knew Renee for her results and her just <clears throat> being Renee. And it was quite hard living up to that standard. It was very hard to live up to that standard because most people expected us to be exactly like Renee. Mm. And it did, it did have its, I mean, the pros to that were that everybody nobody messed with us basically sometimes oh, so the teachers was a yeah so then the teachers would literally they were a bit nicer well to me mm-hmm. they were a bit oh. nicer they were like oh you're renee's sister and particularly our french teacher he when i first met oh. him he was like oh you're renee's sister i was like yeah he was like oh that's great and he just <laughs> he just treated me a bit better than everyone else so yeah wow leading the way yeah check me out what about you shem um I okay, let me just segue on onto that. But yeah. being your sister has some some challenges. I think in terms of living up to your legacy was kind of one of the things that I think made our relationship a bit not a bit difficult, but it had some difficulties, let me just say that. Yeah. Because I think in terms of like as Yasmina was speaking about in terms of academia, it it was I felt like there was a lot of external pressure like coming from teachers as well in order to like live up to your name in our school and to be to be just like Renee and to like kind of have a similar glory to you and I felt like for me that kind of pressure was a bit intense because we like the same subject so we mm. like English we were humanity babes hey. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you no, I just had to say that. but we were humanity babes so we picked similar subjects like English history and it was like the, the teachers that taught Renee history were the teachers teaching me history and it was mm. like it was kind of like the fallout so was, I think there was one particular time in history I think one of my teachers was like oh you know Renee struggled with this too and I'm like girl Renee ain't here <laughs> this is six years ago <laughs> Renee's gone and it was just like it it came a bit it became a bit annoying sometimes because it kind of was like teachers wouldn't really see me as like mm. Shamira they would see me as like an extension of Renee mm. especially mm. in those type of subjects and I felt like that kind of like caused comparison yeah which kind of i think that is kind of damaging especially in at that age especially as like a teenage age and like through growing up i think that is one of the main things that kind of made our relationship a bit strenuous yeah do you think that impacted the way that we engage with each other sometimes <laughs> the whole comparison or like the pressure or the whole you know living up to Renee's footsteps and whatnot do you think that it strained our relationships at points and when and how I think in particular, when it came to like the run up for GCSEs, I'll get into A-levels like afterwards, but for the run up to all GCSEs, I felt like there was like an intense amount of pressure. Mm. Did we do our GCSEs? Yeah, we sat, so we were the year group that actually sat our GCSEs. And I think there was like, to the run up for that, there was like a lot of pressure from external sources. Like you have to perform as well. Because I think when it was your turn, your turn, like the newspaper people came and everybody was there. And it was just like, (laughs) (laughs) the actual paparazzi Paparazzi. was there. (laughs) 
<laughs> they were actually there and it was like you have to kind of live up to that glory and you kind of have to perform equally as well if not better mm. and i think for me that kind of put like a lot of pressure and a lot of stress for me it's funny because you actually ended up doing better than me <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> she is on unfo- people often think that i'm the smart one but like <laughs> yo my family are geniuses we actually are all very very smart intel- intellectual babes Aww. as it were that's really interesting yes i'd love to hear from your perspective in terms of comparison and how it was manifest okay. in your relationship with moi mm. for gcse <clears throat> i hated history actually yeah everybody <laughs> knows i hate humanity you really do yeah english missed me <laughs> history missed me i was not one to do it but i ended up taking history over a subject that i actually really wanted to do because all of my siblings especially Renee, performed really well in history exams. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be the only one that doesn't. So (laughs) 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 what's going on here? I didn't want to be the only one that doesn't do the subject. So I ended up doing the subject and it was hard. It was like the hardest. And I remember I kept on getting grades that I shouldn't have been gotten. Gordon? Sorry, I shouldn't have been <laughs> English. Bruh, you know, I didn't like English. Yeah, I, <laughs> I kept on getting grades that I wouldn't have wanted. Yeah. And it was just like, why is it so hard for me? But it was so easy for Renee to do it because Shmir hadn't sat it, obviously. Yeah. So, so it was just like, am I different to Renee? Or mm. is there something wrong with me that I can't do this, but Renee can do? So for a time, I just didn't really want to speak to Renee because it was like, but why is she so perfect in a way, if that makes sense? So it now came for GCSEs to be sat. We had like three papers and I remember I was sitting in the hall. This paper had the majority of the weight. So... (laughs) Was this the crime and punishment? It was crime and punishment. It was crime and punishment. It was punishing yeah. girls. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like I didn't know the answers to the mm. questions. So I just opened the, the booklet. I just looked. I was sitting behind Shavir. I was just kicking on her chair. So <laughs> I was doing anything but answering the paper. So I just looked at the paper. I was like, in my head, I was like, no matter what I do, it's not going to be good enough. Yeah, and I. I just closed the paper and I was like, excuse me, Invigilator, I want to go. The Invigilator was like, did you answer the questions? I was like, yeah. And then she was like, oh, okay. And then I just went home. I just Mm. left the paper. Oh, girl. Yeah. It's so interesting that you guys had this experience because for me, it felt like there was so much pressure to be that perfect child without like... <clears throat> the support do you know what i mean like it always yeah. felt like oh she's the trailblazer she can just figure things out by herself she doesn't necessarily need help and i think what made it difficult for me later on was because i didn't feel like that person that could reach out and ask for help it mm. became really difficult to ask for help when i actually needed it yeah i think what's also interesting is the variety of different dynamics that were occurring at the same time right yeah. so that's like an academic example but also just thinking about Obviously, there's the comparison to me as like the eldest daughter, but then there's also the dynamic of our elder brother as well, who had done significantly well in his academic life, Mm. but also the different expectations and the different priorities that we had as women as well. So like, I guess for context, you know, absolutely adore our parents, phenomenal, phenomenal people that have done their absolute best, (laughs) um, raised some very, very intelligent, cool, smart, wicked children, as you can see. Um, but very much we're raised in a different culture, a culture where, you know, you've got expectations for women and expectations for men. And I think one thing that often frustrated me was the expectations that were like placed on me as a woman, but also as the eldest daughter in comparison to my brother who (laughs) shout out to him. Yo, Brian was having a, he was a freeloader He was having a board. (laughs) He was having fun. He was having, having a time. Um, and the resentment that it caused because it felt like I was not the eldest and I didn't have that responsibility and that respect as like the eldest because I was the lady but then at the same time having to be the trailblazer the example and all that kind of stuff so I would love to hear in terms of thinking about your experience within that dynamic being the youngest being the youngest daughters what that meant for you and what ramifications it had on the way that you interacted with 
both me, but also our eldest brother. So Shem, I'm going to start with you. Wow, that was <laughs> a, a, quite a loaded question. But <laughs> I would say in terms of my relationship with our brother, I would say it was it was a bit difficult at first. And I think I've now started to kind of humanize him and to kind of understand it from his perspective. Because yeah. I think we've been speaking a lot recently and like lately and just speaking about like, how did that affect you and how did that affect me? And like kind of talking between the two of us. And I would say it kind of made our relationship strenuous in the sense that I felt like I was really angry at him for a long time and I'll just be quite like honest and transparent, but I was really angry at him for a long time because I felt like you could have, you've had, you had the capability to step in. Well, I perceived that that way, that he had the capability to um, step in and to kind of stop basically like ugh, extreme gender roles. Let me just mm, be, let me yeah. just be real. <laughs> let me keep it a buck. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like he had the capability as being the elder son and being the um, <clears throat> the only boy as well. Like that adds to the dynamic as well. I, f- I was angry at him because I felt like he had the ability to stop and to kind of not check our parents, but to kind of like, his voice was more heard than mine. Yeah. And mm. I thought I was kind of angry at the fact that he didn't use his voice if, and he had the ability to do so. So in terms of like, maybe just just say like in terms of household chores, like it was basically us free doing it it was basically yeah. us free doing it it was basically the weight was mostly put on our, our shoulders and i just for a long period of time i was just i couldn't grasp the fact that why wasn't this equal like why wasn't our family dynamic split out between the four of us instead of the three of us mm. <coughs> and i felt like that kind of that kind of tension was deep within me for a long period of time until i just spoke to brian and he kind of articulated his side and i spoke about my side no no i totally hear that i think funnily enough it did produce a lot of camaraderie amongst us Mm. in that we it's 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 funny because we're having conversations with brian as well he's actually like brian's one of my best friends even probably listening to this podcast right now (laughs) like oh my god my sisters are there um i think it's interesting because it did provoke a lot of camaraderie amongst us because we had I guess the external force or the different force, right? That is made present in being, you know, the eldest son. And I think that is just an interesting perspective to have anyways in, in general. And <clears throat> I think for me, it was always, I think that produced the diplomat in me in that sometimes I felt like I was the go-between a lot of the times yeah. in the family. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, being that person that's like, close enough to you guys to be able to understand and articulate your points, but also close enough to like my parents and close enough to you my brother Mm. to be able to be the go-between and share their points in a way that could be articulated and received well by you guys as well so i definitely hear you in that sometimes it can feel frustrating when you want to have a voice or when you want to articulate yourself and it's not received well or it's seen through a very different cultural context or a different cultural lens and the weight of responsibility that women can sometimes have within family dynamics especially as younger females i can imagine that it must have felt very disempowering for you both when you really want to share your thoughts your feelings or if you want to rebel and it feels like (laughs) you have less (laughs) less opportunity to do so but yes do you feel the same way like how did you feel that being one of the youngest but also being a woman has impacted some of your relationships with both me shamira our brother i can't lie I did not understand the word you just said. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But are you paying attention? You look like you're <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> no, my eyes are actually open. How do you feel mm. being the youngest, but also being a woman? How, and you know, being a girl when you were younger, obviously. Mm. How do you feel like that and the gender roles that we had, like growing up, impacted your relationship with your other siblings? Oh, okay. So for a while, I'm speaking about our brother at the moment. Shout out to you, Brian. Love you. <laughs> but for a while i villainized him because as shimmer was saying i just couldn't understand like why didn't you step in if we're doing all of this but you're doing nothing because our parents said so and the same thing to you actually because mm. um as you got older it, the responsibilities were mostly on shimmer and i yeah so it was just <clears> like <throat> but you guys could have done something but you didn't if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, for a while, I didn't like you guys. And <laughs> yeah, I love you now. Yeah. But it was just, <laughs> it was just like, I couldn't understand it. Like why was thing, why were things so unfair? If that makes sense. And speaking to you guys now, whilst we're older, it was just like, I don't know how to explain it. However you feel is best. Okay. Speaking to you guys now that we're all older, it was just, 
I realized that it wasn't as I had perceived it to be. It wasn't like mm. you people didn't <clears throat> want to help us. It was just because you couldn't. And it was, yeah, it was just how that was. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, yeah it was I hard. That. Yeah, it was hard. I think even in terms of like my relationship with our brother, mm. it has for the most part been a positive one purely yeah. because I think the age difference as well, yeah. right? Yeah, Considering yeah. that our, our brother's not an old man, by the way. He's probably, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even listen to this like, <laughs> guys. Um, but because we are closer in age and then yeah. you two came along and it was kind of like, oh, not the two youngest coming in and infringing on our <laughs> friendship. We're besties and all that kind of stuff. Um, but equally still being restrained by gender roles. Mm. I think what was interesting about that perception of us essentially abandoning you. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what it felt like, right? That's what Literally. I'm hearing. Is that it felt like we had abandoned you. Yeah. What was really interesting about that was for us, it well, at least I can speak for myself. And then obviously you guys have spoken to Brian multiple on multiple occasions and he shared his thoughts. Okay. I think for me it was it felt like a burden. Yeah. And it felt like almost like you guys were a false responsibility on us in that there were lots of things that we would do for you whilst we were in the house mm -hmm. that we felt weren't necessarily our responsibility to do. And yeah. I think that yeah. caused a lot of resentment. <laughs> so it's funny how, like for you, the perception that when we like started doing adult things, like going off to university or moving out, I remember even when I moved out for the first time, I just packed my bags <laughs> and I left. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm getting my own space. I remember for me, it almost felt like I was being suffocated at some mm. points. Mm. I think that for us growing up, so we shared a room. Yeah. And that tight level of proximity, as much as I loved you guys, as much as the you know, we were around each other all the time, it always felt like I was responsible for you too. Yeah. And for me, having the opportunity to leave presented me with the opportunity to like be my own person for the yeah. first time or like have my own independence <clears throat> and just be the woman that I really wanted to be. Mm. So I definitely felt that in that I could see how it would be perceived as like us abandoning you guys. But at the same time, it was like, oh, I, I really want my own space. Yeah. And I remember like when I moved into, when I, I moved out for the first time, I moved into my first apartment, the sense of relief, obviously I was sad to see. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad to like leave really? my family and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like even that distance has actually brought us closer together yeah, yeah. because we've had the opportunity to humanize each other. Like, I love the fact that, well, I don't love it, but I love the fact that you mentioned that being in such close proximity and having to take up assumed positions mm. actually resulted in you guys villainizing us. Like, maybe Brian a little bit more because yeah. he was a boy, <laughs> but I'm definitely feeling a little bit of, oh, you know, Renee, she was that perfect elder daughter. Yeah. Mm. And she was, in some respects, our, like, you know, little mini parent. So I can definitely see why there is... <laughs> I can definitely see why the resentment <laughs> would be there. But for me, it's really interesting because I felt like it was the first time, well, it was amidst the first time that I could actually be myself and like yeah. be an independent person. And even going into that, like us being in close proximity as siblings for a very long time, how do you feel like that <clears throat> impacted the way that you saw me? Like us constantly being, you know, sharing a room, us constantly being around each other. And I think also for you two as twins, you guys have a very unique insight in that you're not just the youngest children, <laughs> but you're also actually twin sisters. Yeah. Yo, talk to us about that. Like, how do you feel towards each other? Like, close proximity. We've always been very, very close-knit as a family. But how has that closeness, like, impacted the way that you see both me, but also each other? I think where you mentioned about, like, you said that it was suffocating. I think that resonates a lot with me because we're always not saying that close proximity is necessarily a bad thing, but since we're always together, we like for that long period of time. And like, I felt like uni was kind of an escape for me in the same sense, in the sense that I was able to like discover who I was and I was able to kind of discover myself as Shamira, not Shamira and Yasmina or mm. Shamira as Renee's younger sister. And I think as a twin as well, that kind of taps into like the idea of like individualism. And for a long period of time, I kind of struggled with that idea because I was, if I wasn't Shamira, I was Renee's younger sister. I was Brian's younger sister. I was Yasmina's twin. And it kind of, it kind of causes like a discognit, what's the word? It kind of causes like a disconnect in terms of like your personality and especially for your formative years. I felt like that was like quite a burden on me because I wanted people to see me as Shamira. I wanted people to see me as who I was and what I like and what 
and the things that I enjoy to do, I enjoy doing without kind of constantly seeing me as just a reflection of you or my like other siblings. Yeah. I hear that, man. I hear that. Oh, not Shamir, the person. God damn. I think that was... <laughs> I think... <laughs> oh, God. I think that was even crazy for me and something for me to, like, reckon with is as you guys were getting older, I think you were mm. pulling me up on it a lot as well. Yeah, bro. And I'll just be like, oh, my gosh, my baby sisters. They'll be <laughs> we like, uh, like, we ain't babies. We, we is old. <laughs> we're grown. We is grown. <laughs> But also just seeing you come into yourself. I remember even you when you were yep. like, oh, I'm going out with my friends. I said, you got friends? <laughs> yeah, literally. I've never been more offended in my life. <laughs> Not that I didn't believe that you had friends. But I was just like, oh my gosh, you have a whole life. Like you see people outside this family. And, like, <laughs> and I was just in protective mode. I was like, where are they from? What do they do? Mm. Where's their family? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I love <clears throat> what you were saying around individualism because it's funny how for me, it was important for me to kind of like go off and do my own thing to find that. But then yeah. in allowing you guys to do that, I found it so tricky because <laughs> for me, you are always going to be like my baby sisters. Like I literally saw you guys when you came into this world <laughs> and now you're grown. But yeah, talk to me. How did you, how did you feel as like a, a younger sibling, but also as a twin sibling? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll she said she's that. still in therapy. As a, yeah. <laughs> as a younger sibling everybody just thought that I was a baby like I couldn't do anything without getting <clears throat> questioned by Renee or our brother and it's just like guys leave me alone <laughs> and then sorry being a twin it's like I would want to go out with my friends but Shamira has to come too yeah <laughs> like that was embarrassing <laughs> very embarrassing we go for birthday parties and they'd invite me alone <laughs> but then our parents were the like oh, one go back to your friend and tell them that Shamira has to come too. <laughs> I was like, but it's not Shamira's birthday. I was like, it's not Shamira's birthday. Like she can't come as well, but she ended up coming. <laughs> so it was like, it was just like, I'm literally attached to my twin sister. And as much as I do love her, it was just, I did want my own space. And eventually I got that when I moved to, Kent for uni. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but why were our parents like this? Honestly, no, guys, honestly, my no, younger sisters, they, did, they, they suffered, they, suffered. <laughs> they had to wear like the same clothes. You know how like, oh, so oh, cute to have a twin. Like when you have twin, when you have twin babies, they literally had a duplicate wardrobe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. It's not cute when you're 16. <laughs> where, yeah. where they wore the exact same thing for like literally. years. Anyways. Well, <laughs> I'll just look at her like like this is my twin <laughs> moving into i guess the more challenging and tougher times that mm. we experienced as a family yeah. yeah um and how that also affected like our dynamics with each other so <clears throat> i remember like growing up you were a baddie you were inhospitable you were no 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 it's, no, 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 it's no. true Shimura, <laughs> you had society. a menace to society that's our tag name yeah. for her now that she's <laughs> actually grown up and stuff but i just re yeah i just remember like growing up for you shamira there were some times where it felt as though like we couldn't talk yeah mm. and it felt very like uncomfortable and awkward <laughs> to speak to you because you were yes. very closed off 100 <laughs> <laughs> you were very closed oh my off God. um it felt as though you weren't trying to like check for us as like friends it didn't feel like we were friends yeah it felt like we were sisters by force <laughs> but it didn't feel like we were friends and I would love to hear more about you around like your perception of that period in your life. I believe it was like late teens where it felt like there was just a lot of pressure on you. You were mentioning about your GCSEs, but a whole host of other things were happening at the same time. And I just remember it was a time where it felt almost like no one could get through to you. She was going through her emo teenage <laughs> Not emo. <laughs> Wearing the black eyeliner and all no. that stuff. No, I'm trolling. But there was a period of time where yeah. for a long time it felt as though you were shutting yourself off to us so i'd love to hear more about your perspective of that time period like what did you think of us during that time period what were you going through talk to us sis i think this period of time was basically i think like year 10 mm. that kind of era <laughs> well, oh God. there was a lot of like um internal things happening like domestically mm. oh? but um i think for me it was kind of like living up to that pressure that was it was kind of building up for me at that point and kind of culminating in that period of time and it was just like i couldn't speak to anybody and i couldn't really articulate myself to our parents or even to you guys and it was kind of like 
<clears throat> I kind it felt like I was suffocating and I kind of needed space away from you people. But then at the same time, it kind of felt like I was living in your shadow, specifically mm. you, Renee. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I wasn't being authentic to me living in your shadow. Yeah. And it was like, that was one of the greatest problems for me. Because I think it, it was like maybe sixth form or that period of time afterwards, where I can, it kind of clicked for me that I can't be living like this. Like, I can't be just a duplicate of my siblings. I can't be a replica. So I kind of started living for me. So I started looking at the things that I like, enjoying the things that like I enjoy and stuff. And I think this also kind of builds up to, you know, university when you're applying to university as well. And I think I mentioned it before about being an Oxbridge applicant and how... She's currently a Cambridge student, guys. <laughs> Just in case, she's been trying to shy away from it or whatnot. She is a Cambridge student. Student. I was very displeased to hear it. <laughs> Courtney was extremely ecstatic because we had another lady go to Cambridge, but whatever. And I think, as Yasmina like, spoke about it, everybody wanted me to do history. Mm. And I think that put a lot of pressure onto me because history wasn't my passion. I think I wanted to do history with like psychology or something. So I wanted to do like a combined, I was really set on doing like yeah. a combined degree. And it was the pressure of everybody saying like, no, Shamira, like you can do history. Like you'd be best at history. And it was, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't for me. And it was like, I could see what was for me, but nobody else could. Well, I felt like nobody else could see mm. what was for me and nobody else was batting in my corner. Cause I think that was like a one, a big pressure of mine as well or like a big kind of tension that I had to deal with was that I felt like nobody was for me, like I was for me. Mm. So I think that kind of reflected in that period of time as well. Cause I felt like nobody was banging in my corner. And I think I've said it to like you as we know, and I've said it to my other siblings, like, why won't you just support me? Why won't you just bat for me? Why won't you stick up for me as well? Because mm. I was sticking off other people. I was speaking for other people. Like as you said, Renee, I, it came yeah. across as pub- problematic, but then I thought I was like supporting other people. I thought I was, articulating other people's struggles and i was just thinking like why won't anybody support me why won't Mm. anybody kind of give me that same grace and i think that's one of the reasons why i was kind of like trouble you're a trouble (laughs) child child. (laughs) but that's one of the things that i had most difficulty with and Mm. i think now i'm able to articulate myself well enough to kind of explain that period of time and to kind of move on from that period of time because even then, in that period of time, I didn't think I was like a likable person. Like, I didn't like myself. You, yeah, you, you were my bully. <laughs> you were bullying me, we'll babe. We'll come on to that. We'll come on to that in a second. <laughs> you were bullying me, babe. No, Not no. that the mess is okay. I just felt like a lot of people weren't supporting me. And I think that's that was kind of my main intention at that period of time. Mm. Wow. Mm. We're sorry, man. Wow. <laughs> so deep. <laughs> Damn. Oh, we're coming on to you, Miss oh. Delinquent, because you oh. two, you had, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. You two, you had your delinquent phase, multiple Very phases. Much so. Multiple. Yeah. Uh, you know what I remember? I remember the time when you called 999. You know and what? I don't know, was it a police officer or an emergency? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, the Every, ambulance, yeah. the ambulance dude that showed up at the door and was like, excuse me, is there an emergency? <laughs> Can you imagine calling 999? I was you know, nine years old. You know them jokes back in the day where they're like, don't call child <laughs> to African families. Can you imagine a member of the emergency services showing up at our doorstep? I thought they weren't going to come. After you have called 999, they were like, yeah, hello, excuse me. Right. And we just the got a call. up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just got today. a call from this line that, you know, there's an emergency happening here. My mom was just like, what is going on? <laughs> and all you hear is Yasmina's feet going up the stairs. <laughs> so you were in trouble that day. But that's just one um, very small example of your delinquency. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have speaking, that. Speaking, <laughs> I wouldn't have that if I were you. Um, but if you feel comfortable to share, mm. I know that there was also a tough similar period mm. um, in kind of like that late teen phase where you were also going through it in terms of like mental health wise mm. and some of the pressures that you were experiencing. So talk to us a little bit about <coughs> your experience there and also how you were feeling towards us. Okay, so whew, during this time I was around year nine, year 10. Okay, so I was getting bullied very badly in like specific subjects like PE, for example, because I just didn't like the way I looked and a lot of people didn't either, so I mean, yeah. So I was just being bullied very, very badly. And I would come home and it's like, I can't really say anything because my parents, they would be like, okay, let's go and fight them instead of (laughs) (laughs) my parents. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
instead of like maybe setting up a meeting with like the head of the union, I'll be like, okay, let's get ready to go and fight them. We're, <laughs> we're going to go target them after school WWE style <laughs> but literally like we'd like they would be like oh so where would they be after school like you I, like listen guys you can't like I'll be like dad you can't go fight them we're like mom you can't go and fight them so it was just like I did words yeah yeah literally <laughs> so it was like I can't really talk to them about it because it's not like they don't understand but it was the wrong solution solution i think yeah. and it was like i wasn't really sure if shamira or renee or our brother would be going through like the same thing so it was like i couldn't really speak to them either <laughs> so i just like kept it inside and it was just a very hard time actually yeah. so instead of expressing my feelings i was known for um destroying things if that makes sense so <laughs> So I would literally throw things or break things because I didn't know how to express my feelings properly and it just felt better to destroy something. Like instead of hurting somebody else, like I'd rather hurt myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, like it just came across to everybody else as if I was just being as if I was doing it on purpose and as if I was just going through a teenage phase where whereas inside I was just like really hurting. Yeah. yeah. Man, it feels like everyone almost went through some kind yeah. of d- delinquent. Yeah, everyone. Was, <laughs> I think everyone in our family went through a delinquent phase. Yeah. Is there any period of time that you perceive me to be going through a delinquent oh, phase? Yeah. Talk to me. Is it when you cut your wet? <laughs> <laughs> not the. <laughs> the like, is a bit emo. Not the Britney Spears. This time. is a bit emo, you know. <laughs> to be fair, it was a big chop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not the disclaimer. My Britney Spears moment. Wow, you guys thought that was delinquent. Okay, for context, like, we had all been, like, relaxing our hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had yeah. all been, like, a family where we just relaxed our hair because ain't nobody is dealing with that. We have, like, 4B, 4C. Yeah, Aside yeah. from you, your hair texture <laughs> is, like, 3C somewhere. Um, And nobody was dealing with that. And it was a time where I was very much trying to <clears throat> establish dominance as, like, an individual in my 16 i was like 16 17 at the time and i had been watching so many videos around like natural hair it was the time that the natural hair community was really like thriving and at the time i had no edges (laughs) and i really wanted edges i wanted edges i wanted the like curls and everything and because i hadn't any idea of my natural hair texture because i just never dealt with it before i was under the impression that i needed to cut my hair and then i would get that (laughs) 3c 4a curls all that kind of stuff and i just remember going to the hair shop and buying like random hair products and like using it in my hair then i got frustrated and literally just i cut my hair Mm -hmm. And i remember our mother was just looking at me like is it a sickness that you (laughs) (laughs) what is going on (laughs) looking like a small boy now that you've chopped your hair off and i remember i was in tears i was absolutely like bawling Mm -hmm. my eyes out but it was such a defining moment for me because it was from there on outwards that I really flourished. Like hair had always been something that was actually pretty touchy, like in our family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because like it was very much a thing where I was like you had to wear like extensions or you had to have your hair done and you yeah. always had to look a certain way to be presentable <clears throat> and whatnot. And I think even again, it goes into what we were speaking about earlier around like gender stereotypes yeah. and some mm-hmm. of the things that we had to contend with. For us that whole making sure that you looked presentable was very much tied to the Eurocentricity of having the straight hair or the weave or the, you know, whatever your hair looked like as long as it was done. Mm. So for me, it felt like I had been outcast during that time period Mm. because I had decided to do something (laughs) so against the grail and cut all my hair off. And you guys were, I was the butt of your jokes for weeks. They were like, you bald headed hoe. (laughs) You was a bald headed hoe. But then my hair grew and flourished. Yeah. yeah. And now so I think, yeah, man, now my, so my hair grew and flourished. Um, and I think what's also interesting about your um, experience as well is mm. the experience of being bullied. Because funnily enough, I think all of our siblings have experienced bullying at some point. Have, yeah. I think you have as well. No. Oh, sorry. Oh. Buddy. <laughs> Anyways, for the rest of us, yeah. I think that, and actually speaking to um, our older brother as well, because mm. I know that he, it was a big reason why he actually started like really taking yeah. care of himself, going to the gym. Mm. Also for context, all of us were like 
we were eating when we were younger. We were overweight. <laughs> we were thick kids, junky, you know what I'm saying? McDonald's on Sunday. Do you yeah, remember that? Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Um, and that was something that he also experienced, that mm. whole bullying. So I think it's interesting how a lot of us have a similar experience of, despite us being in such close proximity with each other, yeah. Yeah. we have this experience of feeling abandoned or feeling as though people are within our family are not sticking up for us or feeling <laughs> as though there's nobody really fighting our corner in yep. different ways. Because for me, obviously I didn't expect you guys to speak up because you were younger, mm. but I think it was that frustration of you guys not speaking up because yeah, you were yeah. younger. It's like... Okay. I'm being yeah. thrown to the grill. Like, yeah. I'm being grilled yeah. because my hair is short and I'm starting to look like, you know, house girl, that kind of situation. <laughs> and it felt like there was no one there. And obviously, like my brother, completely different context, him being a man. Yeah. yeah. Different standards. Yeah. Um, and I think that was really frustrating. And oftentimes I felt like I got a disproportionate amount of like, especially being the the eldest daughter and mm. like the torch carrier yeah, yeah. the armor bearer it mm-hmm. felt like sometimes that i was getting disproportionately um i was getting licks man you were i was getting licks <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were. so even for me it was really hard for me back in the day to really have a lot of empathy for you too because it felt like sometimes i'm getting licks on your behalf or like i'm getting in trouble because you two were arguing or something yeah. like that oh, or yeah. i'm getting in trouble because you two were misbehaving and it was frustrating oh yeah i'm very sorry about that really. it was frustrating um before we wrap up on the whole like negative stuff and then move <laughs> on to how our relationship has flourished over the the years and whatnot i guess i wanted to touch really briefly on mental health yeah. and like how our mental health has evolved but also devolved um over the years especially being in close proximity with each other how do you feel like your mental health has like taken a dip especially over the past like few years or so and also how did that impact again your relationship with us shamira oh, why are you start with me i have no idea <laughs> go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead i think i don't know okay i think my mental health has gone to a better place i would say now i'm in a much better place than i was like maybe circa 2019 oh. i didn't think that i would be alive when once i reached 18 because i kind of thought that okay once I reached 18 like I couldn't see a future beyond that Mm. so once I turned 18 I was like you can do this like you can actually and I think I got like a lot of support from the internet as well not saying I was looking for validation from the internet but you could kind of see people that have like similar trajectories that once they didn't see a life past 18 years old Mm. so once I finally reached 18 I was like I have to start living again as I said before I have to start living for me and I have to start improving my mental health and kind of prioritizing me and putting myself first and thinking about like thinking about kind of like in terms of like say emotional responses as well like I think I read a book on like what was it called emotional intelligence Mm. so then I think that there was like a period of time after I reached 18 where I kind of started like building that type of knowledge in order to kind of improve my mental health and to become a likable person and to actually like myself and like forge relationships with people that were actually lasting so I'd say like my mental health is in a much better position than it was like two, three years ago. Mm. And I'm kind of happier to see like me. Like, oh, this is best happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happier to see me now than I was like in that period of time. Like my mental health is at a much better position. And mm. I'm kind of glad for that and glad for the ability to kind of recognize that and to kind of sit and ponder about certain things. And yeah, yeah I just feel much better. I remember strongly thinking like, what am I going to do once I turn 18? Like, will I even reach 18? So what would you say was the reason like talk to me about how you felt during that time and what factors may have contributed to you feeling as though you couldn't see a life past 18 i think it was kind of difficult articulating like some of these feelings like i think we spoke about mental health and it was kind of hard like especially coming from like an african background it's really hard to kind of articulate how you're struggling in that period of time and i think i would characterize that period of time as like a depression because it was kind of like i couldn't see a way out of that and i couldn't like see the, like this is a bit metaphorical but like I couldn't see the light out of all of the things that were happening like I couldn't see a way out and it felt like it was swallowing me up and once again like I couldn't it felt suffocating mm. and I think some of the pressures were coming from school but some of the pressures were coming from like home life as well and it was like kind of you'd go to school thinking that you'd get escape from like home life and it was like that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> 
there is just, no let up. It was just a difficult period of time for me. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Sherman. Look yeah. at you, a beautiful lady past 18. I'm so proud of her. I'm 20. You guys <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm 20. <laughs> You're 20? But also I think it begs the really important conversation that we often need to have about how culture can sometimes dictate the acceptance of mental health issues, right? Yeah. Mm. Because I think for a number of us within our generation, but also within our family, it can be quite difficult to speak out and speak up about mental health issues, especially when there's other things that you might need to be thinking about, right? Like thinking about your survival or thinking about, you know, other things that are super pressing thinking about work and yeah. it can sometimes feel as though mental health can be something that we push to the wayside because there's so many other pressing issues that we have to address mm-hmm. and i think that it's funny how again which is like for us which was true you can be in such close proximity to people but not really understand know or really like support them in the issues that they're going through the journey that you've been through as well yeah talk us through that a little bit so around 14 to 16 I was actually depressed like it was a very bad it was a very bad phase it was a very bad situation and I did go to counseling because my mental health was just terrible at that point like there was if you had told me at that age that I would even see past the next day it was just like I don't believe what you're saying so I actually went to the same counselor that Shmuel had gone to (laughs) If you value your mental health, don't see her. But <laughs> at all, at all. Child. Literally, like, I would try and, t- and tell this specific counselor my feelings, yeah. and she would be like, oh, well, I think it's a materialistic thing. Maybe you feel like you're not on par with everybody else. What do you mm. think your parents can buy for you, etc.? I was like, that's not really the reason I'm here. <laughs> well, she would speak mm. about somebody else's issues. It's just like, okay, that's mm. nice. And then eventually... I had counseling from like outside external people, but that didn't really help because we just played snakes and ladders. Mm. So it just felt like if I can't go to these people for help or support, like who can I really go to? Because it's not like I didn't want to speak to anybody. It was just, I felt ashamed. Like I felt ashamed of myself. I was like, but why? Like, am I doing this for attention or is this how I really feel? Mm. And it was just, like I felt like I couldn't really go to anybody because it felt like I would make my own problems their burden Mm. so I just mostly kept it to myself but I realized after speaking to like Renee my siblings parents etc that everybody else is also going through similar things and it just helped my mental health because I realized that I wasn't really alone in this if you make if it makes sense and it just my mental health just kept getting better because I wasn't like because I would isolate myself quite a lot mm-hmm. from everybody, yeah. guys. Yeah. I would isolate yeah, myself. a testament to the fact that <laughs> I would isolate myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would isolate myself a lot. Like they would be like, "Oh yes, really? Would you like to come? No. Or would you like to? No." It was just, yeah. So then we eventually started like going to different places and having more fun. And like, it felt nice that people took interest in me. Mm -hmm. So it just, it helped my mental health because it was like, wow, people are really interested in me. Like people actually love me. People actually care about me this Mm -hmm. much to like want to be around me, if that makes sense, despite doing all that I did. Yeah. Oh, girl. Not us all going through it, guys. (laughs) Communal experience. Communal experience. Communal um, mental health episodes. Well, to wrap up this episode, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about how our relationship is in the present and how... (laughs) How we have grown. Um, Like I said, I don't necessarily think that we've had an overwhelmingly like negative relationship with each Mm. other i think there's Mm. been some real low points as you guys have mentioned across the episode but there's also been some distinctively funny points um how would you describe our relationship now and how it's changed especially in the present maybe in the last like two three four years or so i would love to hear from you folks first okay (laughs) yeah let's go for it okay Our relationship now, we're like literally, should I say three peas in a pod? Because I mean, it's not really two, but like, she said, I said it's three three because there's three three of us. Oh, well, duh. That's why I said I didn't want to say two. (laughs) 
Shabrina, can we save this for home? <laughs> Not the domestic. <laughs> You're about to tell them that we're no, besties. Let me take the domestic off camera. But like, we're like three peas in the pod. Like, we're best. We're basically best friends. If I need anything, especially money, I go to this one here. But if I need anything, like these are the first people that I would turn to, and like I would literally just talk to you guys about everything and anything. Literally, she be FaceTiming us just to Bruh. look at us <laughs> every day while you collect that is your food. Yeah. But I do that too. Yeah. I was yeah. going to speak about that. Yeah, what about you? I would say that our relationship now has gotten so much better. Like, literally, Renee, yeah. Oh, my God. She'll call me, like, every single time saying, yep. hi, Sham, just want to check in. Like, she'll call me every time. Like, That's I'll exactly literally be in a supervision like. and my phone will be, like, belling off the line. And I'm like, Renee, man, again, like, come on, have some decorism or something. Like, <laughs> I'll even but, be sleeping. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that we've got. Sorry for checking in to see if my sisters are still okay. I'm kind of glad, glad that we've gone to the position where we're able to like speak about like certain things and speak about topics freely and kind of like just enjoy mm. being around each other, even mm-hmm. though we may not be physically like around each other. We may be in like our respective like cities and stuff, but I just kind of like the ability to speak with you guys. You know, I kind of like being around with you. You love being around. <laughs> Get a little right. bit, not too much. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, no, I think I think I feel the same way. I think once I finally you accepted, think? yeah, I <laughs> I feel like now that I've actually accepted that you guys are grown yeah. and that we can actually be friends, mm. that's been great. Although there's still some, you know. Um, what do you call it? Generational differences, bro. We're in no, the no, same no, no, generation. No, no, no. Really, you're Gen there Z. Are, okay, but there <laughs> are some generational differences that I think are quite, we will need to overcome. Okay, she can't hack our lingo. That's, li- that's the problem, Period. guys. <laughs> I know that there's some little sisters that are listening to this right now, as well as like older sisters. So you guys have to verify this for me. But the language that you guys <laughs> use, no, 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 the language you guys use, it actually bamboozles me sometimes. From like she actually just said her all the time like just at will just randomly Purr. and, and I'm on like, all your instagram posts you, yeah yep. literally under every instagram post is like shimmer cape i'm like am i missing something like am i is that good is that bad and i think also i genuinely profess myself to be one of the funniest people that i know she's so. not i am but. no it's me it's actually me. I was even going to Talk give to you guys your flowers, but I'm going to take them back. Because the way <laughs> no, that you okay. guys were you can unified in saying she's not. Um, <laughs> I genuinely think I'm one of the most funniest people that I know. But these... Side eye. I was Honestly. going to. I'm literally about but to compliment really you. Sorry. No, no, I was Sorry. about to compliment Sorry. you. But the way continue that you behave there... No, continue. I'm really, not a behavior. Back those flowers. <laughs> Never mind, I'm going to leave that compliment to die instead. Nonsense girls. But genuinely speaking, I feel like we have actually become like very good friends. Mm. Yeah. That I can actually call you guys just to actually check up. As much as you laugh at me, (laughs) it's actually necessary to have somebody checking up (laughs) on you. How are you guys? (laughs) How are you guys? Even when I'm sleeping. Three way FaceTime. How are you guys? guys? Or like when somebody is going through something, when somebody is going through dirty (laughs) kitchens at university, when somebody is baking, when somebody is like, I don't know what you be doing some nonsense. It's true. It's, it's just nice. Know, it's just nice knowing. And I know that it's something that actually is a privilege, right? To have yeah. a healthy relationship mm. with your sister. And I think it's even harder when there's multiple people in the mix, right? Where mm. there's like more than one sister. There's yeah. like two sisters. And then we have our brother as well. And yeah. we actually have a really good relationship with him as well now. And I think for us, it's been very much around being intentional in our relationship with each other. Like we have sibling monthlies where like we try every single month to go out and do something fun, whether it's like bowling or virtual games night or like go get food and just remember that we're friends. (laughs) As much as we're blood related, we're also (laughs) friends. And I think for that, for us, that has been so essential in keeping our friendship as siblings. Yeah. Can I you just say, say that, that under duress? Go on. That Brian, I know that you're watching this. Stop cheating at bowling. <laughs> like, he practices. I think he can't even play. He literally practices. <laughs> and keep... on that day, on that day, on that day, ladies, it has been an honor having you. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't it like you know when um, uncles are sliding you money? <laughs> like, let me Secretly. slide you one dollar. <laughs> Our uncles and aunties did not give us enough money when we were growing up. Not at all. Not even a it's little true, bit. Honestly. Remember? Oh, and then our parents will confiscate anyways. Yeah. Apart from one. Anyways, ladies, it has been an honor and a privilege to have you both on the TMS 
podcast. Thank you for um, having us. Thank give you them for some, us. yeah, give them some birthday wishes. They're Aww. in their roaring twenties now, so lots of misbehavior and antics. <laughs> they even just came back from holiday. They were out there in Spain, yeah. shaking yeah. ass in Spain. Hey, hey, hey! Shocking. <laughs> Not too much now. <laughs> Not trying to get in trouble. <laughs> shaking ass in Spain. Excuse me. <laughs> but please, please, please stay. <laughs> Stay connected with everything that we are doing here at TMS. You will be seeing some familiar faces, some new faces, some interesting faces. And, <laughs> interesting faces. and more. Um, but please, please follow us all and all that we are doing on all our social media platforms at To My Sisterhood. I guess you could go and follow these two if you would like. You're going to tag my Instagram maybe but ladies we would love to hear your thoughts on this conversation your thoughts on your relationships with your siblings especially if you come from a multi-sibling household like i did <laughs> drop it like it's hot in the youtube comments below and of course make sure that you are tuned into everything that we do at to my sisters by signing up to the mailing list www.tomysisters.com you better sign up because it's hot fresh every single week it's sisters true. It has been an absolute pleasure. I think you guys are going to sign us out. You know what the oh. sign out is, right? No. I you get, No. Come Mate, on. I have a short term memory. Glowing and growing. Yeah. No, okay. no, 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 no. Um, you have to do it together because you're twins. No. Excuse no. me. <laughs> All right, sisters. Keep glowing, glowing and growing. growing. Hey, hey No. <laughs> <laughs> no, please keep it in. It's my tagline. Grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr